This is the Hunt for Wellness podcast with Ryan Brannon, 34, Survey Says. It's another great day for wellness, and this is Bones bringing the packs of F3 Nation the latest strategies and tips to accelerate their king and optimize their queen. Health is a journey and requires you to take a proactive approach on a daily basis. Knowing exactly what to do and how to do it will help you achieve it faster. Each week, we are going to be interviewing the leading health and wellness experts, sharing inspiring stories from the packs, and diving into the latest research to help you optimize your health. So get ready as we embark on your hunt for wellness. All right, well, welcome back to another edition of the Hunt for Wellness podcast. This is Dr. Tuna Sunt, otherwise known as Bones in the Gloom. And Pax, I am super excited to, to have this show today and be back on the air and excited about our guest and the topic that we're going to be covering today. So uh, just a couple quick notes to bring you up to speed. I had the opportunity this past weekend to go down to uh, Sandlock's Jack's. Uh, maybe some of you saw some of the posting that uh, we did down there, but what a great opportunity to really get out there and just enjoy the fitness and the fellowship, not only of other F3 brothers, but really the fitness community at large. Um, the, the sponsors of Sandlot Jacks were GoRuck, uh, the company that most of us might have a rucksack or sandbags from. Uh, Rogue Fitness was represented as well as the Savage Race company. And uh, they all did a great job of just kind of displaying their equipment, what makes them unique, and then really kind of bringing this fitness tribe together. And I will say that, uh, you know, as an F3 man who posts in the gloom and, and certainly considers myself relatively fit and someone accelerating with my first F, it, uh, it was a little eye-opening to see some of these other tribes and communities and what they're doing with their own fitness levels. And I will say I came back with some uh, invigoration of accelerating my first F and really kind of taking it to the next level. So I will encourage all of those that uh, maybe contemplated on maybe going to the Sandlock Jacks uh, festival this past year and didn't make it to hard commit for next year. I, I am certainly going back. I think I recently heard um, uh, Dark Helmet mentioned uh, that he's planning on going back. And I think the dates are next April, and I'd have to double check, but it's uh, mid to late April next year. So go ahead, mark your calendars, and, and plan on going to be part of this fantastic uh, opportunity. But in any case, uh, without further ado, I want to kind of move on to our show today. I have none other than Ryan Brannon, uh, otherwise known as Survey Says. Uh, welcome to the podcast, my friend. <laughs> Hey, man. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited about this. Now, I do want to say I, I love following you. You do so much for our Lake Wiley region, but also the fort and across the country, man. So thank you for all you do and allowing us to follow uh, in your footsteps. I mean, you do a great job. Well, appreciate it, brother. All I can say is honored for that. And uh, I've been, uh, I pinch myself all the time when I have the opportunity to do these type of things and do this platform and have the opportunity to share the information. So I really appreciate yeah. you saying that. And, uh, but it's really guys like you and guys in all the different regions who, who kind of wake up and make F3 possible. I mean, you guys are the ones that get out there in the gloom, lead your regions 
and really kind of accelerate what F3 is all about. So speaking of that, give us a little yeah. history about who you are as far as how you learned about F3, where you post, and why the name Survey Says. Yeah, all right. So I found out about F3. Um, well, actually, I just did my three-year anniversary on Tuesday. And what's wow. bad about that is I didn't even, I forgot about it. <laughs> so then <laughs> it was at our site, what we call Cannonball. And uh, I got home and I looked at my calendar and I was like, dang, that was my three-year anniversary. So I didn't even really uh, remember that. But anyway, uh, three years ago, uh, I started in my first uh, time going to F3, um, a guy named Ice-T, if you remember Ice-T, led, the, led the, the workout. And we did a Murph. That was my very first experience in F3. So not only am I up at five in the morning, which I don't even know if I ever in my life have been up at five in the morning. Now I'm at this playground of elementary school doing a hundred pull-ups and push-ups and squats and running. Um, but I'll tell you, that's what really, that's what really locked me in. Uh, that was something I never have done before. And just to see the guys around there motivate and push and excel, uh, man, that's something that really got me. Uh, involved and locked into F3. But how I got there is I, you know, I work at a church over here in Lake Wiley, South Carolina, and our church has a lot of uh, packs that that go. And uh, Todd Brody, who we call Two Ferns, was on me for literally about a year. And of course, like probably most people, my excuse was there's no way I'm getting up that early to go work out with dudes. If I get up that early, it ain't gonna be for dudes, right? And so for a year, over and over and over again. And so finally, just to get him off my back, I said, I'll go. I'll do it. I'll try it. That's fine. And then again, uh, I went one time and I said, this is something that I had no idea uh, about, but the brotherhood, the camaraderie, the motivation and the fitness. I mean, that was a big part for me too. And so I was locked in. Uh, my name survey says, so working at a church, we put on a marriage conference one time. And again, this came from two ferns. So uh, I was joking on stage because I did the, the game part. We played like family feud or something. I was just joking, saying, if I wasn't a pastor, I'd probably have been a game show host or whatever. And so he remembered that in the gloom that day and threw it out there. And so he called me Survey Says, you know, that represents Steve Harvey and um, Family Feud. So it stuck, you know, at first you're like, I don't understand it. But, you know, you know how names go. Uh, eventually they, they stick with you and, and it makes sense. So that's how I got my name, Survey Says. Man, I love it. And, and, you know, I will admit the first time I heard it, I was like, what is that in reference? What is to? that? Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That makes perfect sense. I, I you know, and, and I've been uh, honored to be part of uh, some of your COTs before. And it's fun to kind of hear you say, say the name and, and certainly everybody else does it, uh, you know, similar to, you know, the game show uh, uh, way of doing it uh, and announcing it. But uh, that that's awesome. And I, I, uh, that's interesting that your first workout was a Murph. I mean, talk yeah. about, um, kind of jumping off the deep end when it comes to physical fitness and health. Uh, that is an intimidating workout for guys that are seasoned in F3 or even oh, yeah. exercise period. But, uh, I couldn't imagine kind of finally relenting to these, you know, HCs and finally showing up in the morning. And then that's, that's what you're, you know, asked to do. And, I'm sure most of our listeners know what a Murph is, but uh, essentially, if you don't know what it is, uh, it's, it, it entails running a mile, then you do 100 pull-ups, uh, 200 push-ups, and Push -up, yeah. 300 squats, followed by another mile run. And if you're really wanting to do it to, to, to the T, you wear a weighted vest 
of up to 20 pounds doing Ass, it on top yeah. of that. <laughs> so it is certainly uh, quite a workout and, and a way to kick your butt. So were you already somebody in shape and that's why you went out there and did it? Or were you not where you wanted to be from a health and wellness standpoint? Yeah. So at that point in my life, I've already kind of turned it around, if you want to call it that. And so I would say that I was fairly in shape. But real quick, what's funny about that day that only the packs there know is that that was the night after NFL draft night. And so the, the cue came, which I didn't know any of these, this lingo, right. But he came and he was so hung over. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> what are we doing? And they said, don't worry about it. It's normal. Just go for it. I thought that was just funny. you right. The first day you do all this and the cue is just like, I don't want to be here, but here's what we're doing. Get to work. And I said, let's do this. But anyway, I thought that was wow. a funny little fact. Uh, right. You know, but uh, so, yeah, at that point, um, before F3, my wife really motivated, and this goes into, I guess, a longer story, um, if you want to go there, but my wife at this point has already gotten me into fitness, because uh, she's the one who really motivated me, and th that was probably three years before that I actually started getting serious about fitness, and so really at this point, I was doing running a lot, but also like those insanity workouts, those, those um, garage workouts, and so you know, lost a ton of weight, was able to do those things and feel obviously like I got a good workout, but also be able to do it. And so coming, I wasn't, again, expecting a Murph and I wasn't expecting the soreness after because you, you think, well, I do all this, I can do that, but I couldn't move my arms and chest for days. Um, and I also remember too, is like I didn't get that it was a time limit, like 45 minutes because, you know, we started at 5.15 and ended at 6. And so I was trying to finish my last mile and everybody's done. And that's when I, or the first time I got picked up, if you will, as a six, is that Ferns came and ran with me. He's like, you know, <laughs> we got to go. And I'm like, oh, my bad, man. But, so I didn't, you know, I didn't know all these things. I was just trying to finish the workout. But, um, of course, yeah. cheating on the pull-ups like we all do. But we still got there. <laughs> yeah, the classic jump up to the bar uh, style yeah, exactly. of, of, of pull-ups. Yeah, and yeah, one pull-up and... actually equals four. Yeah, that's right. The, the count of the pull-ups uh, are, are discretionary at best right, when it yeah. comes to that. And I did a, a health tip uh, a handful of weeks back about pull-ups and the importance of pull-ups. And, you know, it's really one of those exercises that recruits so many muscles in the body, specifically oh, those yeah. arms and shoulders and back that uh, back. are often unfortunately neglected with a lot of the other exercises that are typically at an F3 boot camp. Um, yes, so, but so, okay, well, that makes sense then. So you were already at that moment when you came out to do the Murph somewhat already exercising. Cause I can only yeah. imagine a guy that was completely uh, someone that had not implemented exercise going to a Murph and, and probably never showing back up again. So, so kudos to you for a showing up, but more importantly, it sounds like you, you kept showing up and you didn't allow that to deter you as far as the soreness and stuff. So let's, let's kind of rewind the tape then. Um, because this is, some, uh, you know, I want to kind of highlight your health journey and yeah. some of the lessons and the stories that you learned, uh, that are specific to you that could be possibly a help for others out there. So you mentioned your wife had kind of motivated you a few years prior to that to start working on health. So kind of rewind the tape a little bit and kind of paint the picture of who you were as a man with your fitness, with your overall just uh, acceleration prior to your wife stimulating you to do something more. Yeah. So I'll go just to give you a 
really brief history. So, I mean, I played, you know, football in high school. Um, I'm only six foot, but they, I was an offensive lineman because I've always been, as I would call overweight, right. You know, as, but I, you know, I always worked out in a football mindset. So lift weighting, weightlifting, but never really long distance running. Um, and so that's kind of who I was in high school. I was around 245 pounds in high school, which at six foot is, is a lot of weight. Some of that was muscle. The thing that really hurt me the most was after high school where you don't have that structure of training uh, that the high school football gives you is that when you, when you stop lifting weights, but you continue eating and not exercising, obviously all that muscle goes away. And now it's, <laughs> now it's nothing but just, just fat. And so after high school into college and all those things, I, I tried to manage my weight because I was always conscious of it, but I never had a, a good grasp on it. You know, I always thought that if I stayed at 240, I was in shape, uh, but it just never was. And so now fast forwarding to now I'm married and my wife has always been a runner during college. She uh, ran marathons and, and races and always was, was really good at long distance running. And at this point in my life, that was so foreign to me, right? That was something that I would, I, you know how people say, I would never do that. You pay to run. And that was one of those guys. I would never in my life do that. But she continued on with that. And so uh, kind of making it fast too, we got married in, in 2011. And so again, at this point, I'm probably 240, 245 again, but again, not exercising 245 and eating whatever I want. And my wife decides around that time, maybe 2012 to do her first marathon. And I distinctly remember her training, uh, running 18 miles. We lived in an apartment and running 18 miles. And while she's doing that, I'm honestly sitting on the couch eating Cheetos, right? And, and it's, it's kind of laughing, but it's true. I, I distinctly remember that moment just being like, I, like, this isn't right. Like, if she's out there working her tail off to accomplish a goal, a lifetime goal, and I'm just sitting here just being lazy, th there has to be a change in, in who I am not just physically, but mentally. And so, you know, I kind of battled that for a little bit. It really wasn't until my first son was born. And this was, this was in 2015. So again, two, three years of just back and forth, lose a couple pounds, gain a couple pounds, get into running um, 20 minutes and felt like I, I did a lot, which is, a, which is a good goal. But it came to the point where my first son, Levi, was born in, in 2015. And I just, I honestly wanted to be the dad who, could play basketball with them, who could run around with them, who could throw the baseball with them and, and be active and really train them, you know, to be active children. Right. And that's when I said from that moment on, I'm going to, I'm going to make a change in my life. And this is what's in, what's crazy. At that point, again, I was 230, 240. This was in September of, of 2015. My family and I made a, made a um, bet who can lose the most weight before December when we went on a ski trip. So I was like, all right, I'm going to use this as motivation. In three months, I dropped 60 pounds from 240 down to one, well, 185. So you could do the math wow. there. It, right. And so I look at that and that, again, think about this. I thought I would never be able to lose this much weight or run long distances. I started the first day running half a mile and I literally almost passed out. It's hot. There's hills. I don't want to do this. This is ridiculous. I stuck to it though, just kept being motivated by, by the people around me, my wife and, and the, my future son. I went from half a mile to seven miles in three months by just sticking to um, a plan, running. And then the first day I ran seven miles, I almost, it was one of those life-changing moments where like, you can do anything you truly set your mind to. 
And of course, when you step on a scale and can see, continue seeing it going down, uh, it just continues to be motivation. And so that, that was the craziest point in my life where I went from 240 pounds to 180 pounds and then ran seven miles. And then I, I was able to do my first half marathon. This is around 2016, 2017, um, which was the next accomplishment where I was able to run 13 miles straight, you know, and, and not stop. And um, those are just those milestone moments where you could see your hard work, your effort, and the mental battle pays off. If you could just push and fight through it, you can accomplish anything. It's true. You can, uh, but you just have to fight for it. And that's kind of where my, my journey took me. Um, and that was all in Columbia, South Carolina. Then I moved up here in 2017. And that's kind of when the rest of that story takes place where Todd Brody kept nagging me and I uh, finally showed up to F3. Right. And yeah, so we, no, we but I, I appreciate you kind of walking us back to that pre uh, lose the weight status of who you are. And, you know, uh, I can, I can picture, you sitting on the couch with a big bag of Cheetos, just yeah. watching television as your wife is out there uh, accelerating her fitness and her mm-hmm. overall health and well being. And here you are thinking to yourself, like, uh, something's wrong with this picture. So, yeah, hey, kudos absolutely. to you for even acknowledging that. And certainly that can be a motivator factor. And then you kind of brought up one of those big motivators in life, which is, you know, having children. You know, I, I think as a father, I can relate and say that that is also one of my goals with my health and wellness journey is to not just live a long time, but have a quality of life during my older years that allows me to continue to accelerate not only during my children's um, upbringing, but my grandchildren's upbringing and, and yeah, kind of really being part of that. So. Uh, good for you for acknowledging that. So you mentioned um, this bet, this weight loss bet mm. that kind of gave you this catalyst. Do you feel like if you didn't have the bet or if you didn't have kind of this goal in mind that you wouldn't have lost the weight as, as, as quickly or as you wouldn't have put as much effort into it? How do you feel like that played a role in that? Um, no, honestly, that was just an added bonus. Uh, you know, I, okay. I don't remember... Because, I mean, this was a couple of years ago at this point. Uh, I don't remember how that all played out, but I know that me and my wife already kind of, I told her, I'm, I'm going to do this either way. And then my family you. brought this up. You know, it might even been that I was so adamant about it that they came up with this because as we all can motivate together, either way, I crushed them and I won a hundred bucks. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> but no, it was, you, it was you, already, you lose mindset. 80 pounds and $100. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. And it's funny too. I still have those pictures saved on my phone and uh, our, our worship pastor here. This is, he told me, he's like, if she didn't cheat on you, then she's good to go for life, man. <laughs> the dramatic difference is, is unreal. You know, you don't think about it, but lose, I mean, 60 pounds was a lot, especially on, on my, fit, my, my body frame. So it was sure. a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you feel like, you know, cause obviously you, you did the work initially kind of had that motivation and then, yeah, kind of stuck with some exercise prior to F3. Yeah. What were some of the tools and strategies that you had in place mentally or just as a support structure to k- keep you exercising, um, kind of continuously and maintaining that weight loss. Yeah. And you know what, that's, that's, if anything about F3 that I, that I missed was being able to do this with my wife, you know, that's when we kind of set and we would do it together or it's beach, but you know, the, the whole insanity thing, gotcha. we would just make sure, you know, and so that was, 
that was a good moment for us, a bonding moment for us that we got to work out together, release stress together, talk about things together and see each other push, you know, motivate each other. So that was, that was always a big motivator. And also to be honest with you, I didn't want to go back to who I was. You know, I, I was like, I put, I, I mean, it hurt. You know, let's be honest. Everybody knows this. If you ever try to lose weight or not even that, uh, accomplish a goal, goals don't come easy. And it took a lot of, frustration and pain and hard work and effort to accomplish whatever you set your mind to. And I didn't want all that to go away just because I wanted to sit and eat Cheetos again, you know? And so I, it was just one of those things where if I'm here, I'm going to keep it this way and let, let's, let's continue. Um, also what I noticed too, and it is a mental battle too, right? You know, it's not just physical battle, but it's a mental battle. And I saw the difference in my, my spirit, my mind, between being who I was and, and losing all that weight, it, it, it's a, it's a depression almost. Right. And, and I don't want to throw that word around lightly, but it's, it's hard. Sometimes you, 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 you get hard on yourself. You know, you, you always perceive what does other people think about the way you look or, you know what I mean? So it's a lot of mental battle in that too. And I just saw how, how I was more joyful. I was more happy around my family and kids. I didn't snap as easy. And it, and it sounds kind of crazy to say just by losing weight, but it's true. You know, it played a mental game too and gave you more confidence um, to do whatever. And so that was another part of that too. Yeah. And, and you know, you bring up the, the really the an important aspect of continued acceleration when it comes to some of those things you mentioned at the time, it was your wife who was the person that you were able to kind of create that bond with and, and push each other and so forth. Now that's not always the case for every man out there, right? They yeah. have a wife that's not as motivated, or they may be in a situation where they don't have a spouse to, to partner up with, but you really kind of just touch on what I think. And, and I think all of us that do F3 appreciate about F3 is that accountability. It's that someone yeah. else showing up in the gloom or keeping us honest about whether or not we show up. And then more importantly, are we doing what we say we're going to do in the gloom when mm -hmm. exercises are called and so forth? So we got out in the gloom, you got, you got the um, Murph under your belt, you show back up. So kind of tell, walk me through how you felt the F3 experience. Once you kind of started posting a little bit more yeah. regularly, how do you feel like that experience a enhanced your, your first F and what did you feel like you were missing prior to F3 that you found with F3? Oh yeah. That's Let me answer the, the, the second one first. And that's the, okay. the thing that I tell anybody that can get you out of bed in the morning that can get you up and doing these crazy things that we do. It's the brotherhood. There's, there's something about guys. I call it going to war together. You know, it, it's tough. Like I said, it's tough, but when you know that you have people around you, one that are counting on you, but also that are supporting you and pushing you. And I have a, I have a great shield lock, you know, two ferns is one of those Wolverine is, is one of those guys. Uh, Bones, I would consider that in, in our spiritual journey together. There's a lot of guys who, that are supporting in multiple ways. And, and it's something about camaraderie and the brotherhood of F3 that I was desperately missing. And I didn't know I was missing it till I, till I was in it, if that makes sense. When you see it and you oh, feel absolutely. it, yeah, and, and it's hard to go back that way. So that was definitely one of the main things that, that kept me in F3. Um, as far as like, what did F, F3 bring physically in, in our, in our first F stuff, I never did anything other than run long seven miles, right. Or a half marathon at this point in insanity in a gym. 
now I got a ruck, <laughs> you know, I'm doing all these things. I'm running, uh, I've run P200 twice, BR. Like I've never had, I never even knew that was a thing. And so it brought a whole different kind of experience into my life that I really enjoy um, that I never had any idea of. You know, all the CSOPs that we have around here, being able to push myself and, and again, do it with guys. Those are the things that, that I look forward to and that I enjoy doing. And I never had any idea about those other than just races, you know, in, in the past. That's something that I really enjoyed. Yeah. I mean, and, and I have a long history of, you know, my exercise journey myself. I mean, prior to discovering F3 personally, um, I, I was one of the people that, you know, had a little bit of self-discipline enough to get up mm-hmm. and exercise pretty regularly on my, on my own. I was still one of those five, 5:30 a.m. type of gym persons and you know I'd done the insanity I've done the P90X and I've right, done yeah. kind of those things in the past and had had decent results I mean I always considered myself relatively physically fit but I think you hit the nail on the hammer with the brotherhood aspect I mean and and dread talks about it and it's in free to lead about the sad clown syndrome and yeah. and that's really kind of who I was uh, as well I mean yeah I was quote unquote in shape, but getting out of, you know, getting in shape's not necessarily bringing you out of sad clown syndrome. I mean, really it's about right. waking up the, the leader that you should be and could be. And I think that's really highlighted when you surround yourself with those individuals who invigorate you and challenge you to do more. I mean, I mentioned at the top of this podcast, going to the Sandlot Jacks and kind of being, mm-hmm surrounded by other communities of fit individuals that, I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Sometimes, um, you know, they're, they're accelerating their first steps much more than some of us in F3. And it was a good wake up call about what we need to be doing and making sure that we're pushing ourselves, but we're not going to do that or get outside of our comfort zone unless a, we're exposed to it or B are surrounding ourselves with other men. Right. uh, In our case, that can motivate us to do just that. So, um, yeah, I mean, the P200 is crazy. The BRR, those are great accomplishments. Um, and I, I don't think a week goes by that we're not doing something in the gloom that I think all of us in the back of our mind are thinking, there's no way I'd be doing this unless uh, 15 Absolutely. other guys weren't doing this right now with me to keep me Look motivated. That Wednesday morning, yeah. Yeah. Wednesday morning. I was like, why am I running this hill? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. It got to keep, keep you moving, but, but that's how we get better. And that's, that's the acceleration right. factor. So I kind of want to, hey, um, yeah, well, go gonna, ahead. can I, can I mention this? Because you said something sure. there too, that, that is huge that I never really experienced until F3 too. And it has nothing to do with, with physical fitness, but it, you know, just going through Q source, uh, the candor aspect of, of, of life, you know, and, and I've had, a, a again, a lot of wise guys pouring into my life. Roy, uh, throwing out a bunch of names here just because I do appreciate all they've said. But he was one of those guys who, man, really pushed that candor piece of Q-Source. And, you know, the t- tough love is, is hard sometimes, but the leadership aspect that you don't know about F3 tier in it too completely changes lives. I would have never imagined that God would put me in the place that I am now in my current role. And, yeah, I do think that, going through Q source and being around a bunch of guys who are very wise pouring into me has helped help me be ready for, for where I'm at in a leadership aspect. And candor is one of those big things where sometimes you've got to share the hard truth because it's for the benefit of that person. And who knows how that'll change other people because you're being honest in love with them. And so, yeah, that was another part too of F3 that, 
that was huge for me. So I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, I know. And, and I'm glad you brought that up because that's actually kind of uh, a halfway decent segue to where I was going anyway. Yeah. Um, because um, I don't know if you officially announced it at the top of the show, you mentioned working at a church, but uh, at this point in time, you are a, uh, I don't know how you term yourself, but you're one of the yeah. main <laughs> pastors at your congregation uh, where yeah. you're delivering the sermon on a week to week basis, whether you use the term lead or head or, or whatever vernacular you use uh, within that organization. But um, at any, at any point you, you are a very influential role at your current position in life and, and your congregation and the people that come to you for, you know, spiritual guidance and direction. And uh, I was just curious, um, and, and maybe you just answered it. Uh, how has F3 kind of enhanced your ability to do that? I mean, you mentioned candor, but how can you, how have other reasons, maybe in a broader sense with your congregation or how you feel like you're able to deliver, you know, the, the, the message that you deliver on a week to week basis, how has F3 kind of played a role in that? Yeah. Sorry. I jumped the gun a little bit. No, you're good. Um, that one. Perfect. There's a, there, you know, again, there's a lot. I keep going back to mindset, but, you know, and matter of fact, you even said this on, on Wednesday, don't let your mind tell you something you can't do while we're running up this huge hill that I, I wanted to die on. But it, it applies to so many things in life. It's, I don't feel, I'm not, I'm going way off of, you know, physical fitness, but honestly, I don't feel qualified or ready for this role but that's my mind, right? That, that's my mind. It has nothing to do with my heart. My heart's telling me just, just do what God's calling me to do and push through the stress, push through the, the lack of confidence because God has given you this role and you can accomplish all these things. Um, you know, you tough skin is another one of these where you, you, you pick up in the gloom. <laughs> you have a lot of guys uh, giving you some tough love too. And so when you're dealing with, you know, the amount of people that we do adults and, uh, just being honest with that too is sometimes people are very unhappy. You know, not everyone uh, is all hugs and you did a great job. There's a lot of complaints and struggles that come along with this job too. And, and I'm trying to learn to have that tough skin of say, just keep your mind focused on what you're doing and it's fine. You know, talk through them, give them gentleness and respect, but that tough skin um, and mindset is, is a lot of, a lot of stuff that F3 has taught me. Yeah. Experiences yeah. growing up, but all of F3, you know, no, I mean, absolutely. And I can personally say in my own career, in my life, um, you know, the principles that we learn in the gloom and, and that's really kind of what the purpose is, right? The mission of F3 is to plant, grow and serve these small workout groups right. for men for the invigoration of male community leadership. And that, and that community leadership can be um, viewed in, in a variety of ways, whether it's, you know, a, a group of men serving a, a population or just a, an individual man in his mm -hmm own small community, whether it's being his home or his workspace or the, a, a tight knit group of people and how he impacts those people as a result of what they're learning out in the gloom. And, and, and it all starts with that first F, right? The, the, the yeah. king and building, you know, who you are and showing discipline in that so that you can, you can take it to the, to the next step. Um, you know, just kind of from a faith-based standpoint, I mean, obviously, um, there's three F's in F3. There's the fitness and the fellowship and the faith. Um, how have you, I mean, you know, as a, as a spiritual leader, as somebody that, that um, kind of does this quote unquote professionally uh, as your mammon, how, how have you kind of embraced all three F's and have, 
do you feel like one leads to the other? Do you feel like one's more important in your personal life? Uh, kind of, I'm just interested in, in kind of how yeah. you view all that. Well, you know, faith is the number one important thing in everyone's life, you know, and here's the thing, and I, you know, whether you believe that or not, it's true. If you don't, if you don't have a, a sky cue, um, who I would call Jesus Christ, then I think that we're on the wrong path to even begin the day, if that makes sense. So to me personally, um, faith, you know, is the, is the biggest one of all of them. I think that leads from the top down. Um, I understand the, the, the way we have it organized and it makes perfect sense too. Um, you know, physical fitness is, is a huge thing too. I mean, it, it's hard sometimes, and this might, I don't know how this might sound superficial, but it's hard sometimes to lean in and trust somebody in my occupation. When you stand on stage and you tell, you share the word of God that directs us, but to not look like you have it together, if that makes sense. And I hope, hope people don't hear, take me wrong when I say that, but it just makes sense. I mean, it's one of them things where if you want to gain respect, that's a big part of it just being completely honest with that. And so I think physical fitness is huge. And, you know, God did give us these bodies and we are supposed to take care of them with the things we put in um, food, but drink and, and all these other things that we put into our bodies, um, things we watch, things we say, I mean, God gave us our bodies and we're supposed to respect them um, the way he calls us to. And so of course, physical fitness is one of those as well. And fellowship is important. We can't go through this life together, you know, and we see that all through scripture too. We are made for relationships with, with a spouse, we're made for relationships with friends, we're made for relationships with Jesus Christ. And so we need that fellowship aspect of it too, to, to vent, to talk, to laugh, to have fun together, to work together. I mean, so all those things really do play a part. Uh, but in my personal opinion, yeah, I think faith is the most important thing that we will do in anything in our life, whether it be work, job, I mean, family, friends, faith is the number one thing. Yeah. And, 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 and I agree with you. I mean, I know you kind of danced around, kind of bluntly saying, you know, people don't respect you unless you look like you respect yourself enough to, to physically right, yeah. get in shape and do those things. And I, and, and we see that. And I think culture knows that. I think, unfortunately, as, as F3 vernacular would use goo nation, they try to make people feel better about themselves, about their lack of discipline and what they're doing for their own health and wellness and, and kind of give them this excuse that, oh, okay, it's okay. Everyone still loves you and stuff like that. But I, I completely agree. I think, I think if, if we're all being absolutely honest, those individuals that visibly come across as someone who's disciplined and, and, and someone who is taking care of their first F, if you will, gain and garner respect in other aspects yeah. of their life. And, and, and I have a, you know, that personal conviction as well. I mean, I'm a health and wellness advocate. Uh, people yeah. come to me for health and wellness advice. I can't consciously look them in the eye and tell them to do something that I'm not willing to do myself. And right. Yeah. Nor, nor, nor would they really appreciate me telling them what they should or should not do. If, if I didn't represent somebody, you know, that, that gained, you know, their respect as a result of what I was already doing personally. So, I mean, I think you're absolutely right. And not that someone out of shape can't reveal good information and not that somebody that sure, is struggling yeah. with health uh, can't deliver in your case, you know, a message from God or, or the word of God. But I will certainly uh, agree with you that, you know, I'm personally going to probably garner more res respect whether it be subconscious or not, mm -hmm. to somebody 
that I can respect who's, who's kind of accelerating that first F and, and, and so forth. So I, I mean, I think you're right. And, and unfortunately that's kind of part of the, the wake up call that we need to kind of get our men in our communities out in the gloom is to yeah. a, you attract them by transforming yourself so that people approach you and ask that simple question. I mean, I'm asked all the time, mainly by men in my office, Hey, what do you do for exercise? You know, you look pretty fit. What yeah. do you do for exercise? And it's a gateway for me to simply say, Oh, well, actually I work out with a group of guys in the mornings um, called F3. And it gives me that opportunity to kind of share that message and, and, you know, listeners and certainly other PAX members or listening to this, I mean, that should be one of those motivating factors for you to personally work on your own first F. I mean, if your passion is to help F3 and its mission to grow and serve these men across our communities, mm -hmm. well, part of that initially is you getting out there and doing some transformation so that you garner attention and you're able to make those uh, and, and to share that. So, on that note, I mean, as somebody who's extremely visible in your church um, and someone who is out there posting in the gloom, um, ha have you had experience with congregants or, or people part of your church kind of approaching you? And, and has it led to you helping other men find F3? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing is, is you know, our region, it, I guess it's, it's fairly small, you could say. Um, and so we do have a lot of packs that go to our church, but I'll say I, I do from stage say it regularly. I mean, I think there's multiple people and because of that are at least interested in, and what are you talking about? But the way I say it is, yes, you, you get in shape, but more importantly, like I said, I, to me, the second most important thing is the fellowship. I, you, you'll stay and keep continue getting uh, more physically fit if you build those relationships with the guys around you in the gloom, which we've already kind of talked about. And so I hit it at that point men do need other men. You know, we need to talk about these things. We, most guys go through the same stuff. It's just, you have to understand, you got to talk about it. And once you kind of talk about it and meet those men around you, you'll understand we go through the same thing together. And if we go through life together, we can be healthier together mentally, which helps us physically, you know? And so, yeah, there's been a lot of guys in our church that have joined F3 uh, just because they have seen multiple packs within our church and the, and the growth they've seen in them. You know, and also they probably see me on stage sometimes after these P200s and BRRs limping, barely being on the same. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? Well, let me tell you, man, I just ran 26 miles for some reason. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Know. yeah. No, the well, questions definitely come. Oh, I, I bet. And, and, and that's, that's awesome. And, and even more so to kind of stay motivated to keep posting and, and kind yeah. of stay engaged out there. So um, on that note, um, I know currently, I believe you're in a leadership role with the PACs of your region, correct? Yeah. So uh, as of March, uh, I'm the first FQ in our region. I gotcha. And is yeah. that something that uh, you were looking to fill? I mean, was, was it kind of one of those things over the years you thought, hey, this is something I'd like to do, or is it just something that uh, in many cases in F3, you're, you're somewhat voluntold to step up. Uh, how did <laughs> yeah. that work for you? Both. Yeah. Both. And I'll tell you, uh, 
again, just because we just talked about all this with my occupation came, you know, in August of 2021. And so the last thing I thought in my mind that I needed was another role in this. But then I remember um, our Nantan now Wolverine reaching out to me and I was just like, yeah, man, let's do it. Like for some reason, I don't know why I'm saying this, but let's do it. You know, and so I accepted that role of voluntold, but also there's always a desire. Again, I, I've seen the, the progress in my life that in the things that F3 and what it means has, has helped me transform inside and out. That's like that, that needs to be spread. It needs to be shared and it needs to have its, you know, it's due. I mean, we, we need to respect the organization because of, of how it's helped us. And I think, you know, it's time to kind of give back and serve and, and really be visible out in the community with this too. And so that's kind of those reasons for why I chose it or I accepted it, I should say. Sure. You know, I, and, and I appreciate you doing that. And I think you're the right man for the job. And when we take responsibilities, it also um, adds a level of accountability to our own first F exactly, and our yeah, own right. acceleration, uh, because now we have that opportunity to lead from the front uh, versus just kind of a bystander or somebody that can kind of sneak around in the background and, and not be as visible. Um, I want, I want to touch on one more thing um, just because, you know, as the um, leader of this particular uh, church and organization, I mean, I know firsthand because of how I post in that region as well as another region um, pretty regularly. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you guys have been as a, as, as a church, very gracious with your grounds and um, allowing PACs to, to A, exercise on, on the grounds, but opening up your buildings for a couple other uh, opportunities, uh, whether it be yeah. fellowship, uh, the second F, or even the faith-based stuff um, where groups can, uh, can meet. So, A, you know, thank you for that and kudos for that. Yeah. But from, from a leadership standpoint, um, how have you found, or A, why was that important for you guys and, and some of the decisions behind that? And how have you felt like that has really just impacted AF3, but more importantly, the community at large? Yeah, well, what I feel is important is this isn't this isn't ours, and I'm not trying to sound super spiritual. This is the Lord's place, you know, and, and incredible things happen here, you know. And I, I think just having a, a central hub for our region was huge because we always needed a space for coffee, right, just to hang out. We do have multiple Bible studies. We we um, we have one on Tuesday mornings. We call the plank. It's only about ten or fifteen minutes. That's right after our our kettlebell workout, which is at the church, and so it, it opened up opportunities for the spiritual side of F3 as well, the faith side. And so, I mean, it, it, if this is not our thing, why would we hold it, but we can share it and we accept people on. And let's face it too, there might be guys in F3 that would never step foot on a church ground if it wasn't for F3. And it, you know, it, it does expose them to another side of these things. And I'm not saying they go to our church now, but at the same time, they're here, you know, and they can see that we're all just dudes doing the same thing. You know, we just have a different opinion on, on some things. And so I, it wasn't even a decision. It was, yeah, we need it. Let's do it. I mean, F3's given back to this too. Some of the men of the, of this region have definitely helped around uh, our grounds, throwing mulch out and cleaning some things out. So it's, it's a give and take too. And that was nothing that we brought on. They suggested we do it. And so it was um, a good opportunity for, for everybody. So why not use it? You know, is, is more of the, more of the thing there. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so it's just kind of speaking to men across the country, because I think some of the times, you know, it is about finding opportunities to um, find a, a good location to exercise or get involved in more of a community aspect. Um, you know, if if an F3 PAX member out there maybe have located 
um, several church grounds or opportunities maybe that they can maybe look to, to not only use the grounds for the outside aspect, but to your point, you mentioned, you know, the opportunity to host some indoor things like the second yeah. and, and third F. Cause I know during COVID, uh, your, your, your congregation really kind of stepped up and allowed some reprieve from some of the cold weather elements and some of your off buildings. Um, that was a, a huge blessing when some of the restaurants and stuff weren't quite back open yeah. for us. And so I know that was a, a blessing for, for some of that, but, uh, you know, so if a PAX member had that desire, um, what would you suggest or how would you suggest they approach maybe the church or one of those uh, religious, you know, organizations, because it doesn't have to be a Christian style church. It can be a temple or a mosque or whatever yeah. that religion might be. Um, any pointers or, or, or how, how would you suggest yeah. someone do that? Well, you know, it, it, it all depends on the individual church too. They might have a reason. They might have things going on. You know, we do have to reschedule some things around different things. So I'll just be open-minded to that too, but help them understand the, the purpose of what we're doing is we are encouraging men to grow, not only physically, not only in their fellowship, but also spiritually. And, and we're, we're trying to do the best thing for the community around us, which every church is too, right? And so we're on the same page here. We just do it a little bit different ways. And help them understand too, it's a partnership. You know, we're not just in here doing this early in the morning then leaving. We want to help you. We want to support you guys too. What can we do for y'all? I think that's anything in life just to help that relationship grow better. Um, that, and that's the most important thing is, hey, we're in this together. Let's team up. Let, let's, let's help grow our men together. And that's the thing here is we have I'm just roundabout number here, probably 500 men in this church. You know, it's a great opportunity to, to promote both sides of it. Let's get healthy physically, spiritually, and mentally at the same time. I think if you go to your church, you're a pastor or anybody in there and say, here's our goal, here's our mission, and we want to partner with you in this, you know, that, that's a great, great, great way to at least approach them the first time. And accept their answer. Here's the thing, too. Accept their answer. They might have a reason for it, safety reasons, security reasons. Sometimes it's difficult letting a bunch of guys or anybody on your property. You don't know what's going to happen. And so sometimes you just have to accept the answer for what it is and, uh, and move on from that. Yeah. No, I appreciate your, your perspective on that and helping uh, or explaining that. And, um, you know, uh, so hopefully that will serve maybe somebody in, in, in out there that are, are, are trying to identify opportunities or, or maybe you go yeah. to a, a church and you thought about using that church for that purpose and, and, um, maybe how you're going to approach the leadership of that church. And, and I love the way you framed it as a partnership because that's really how you should approach it. Uh, you know, we should not go with hands open and asking, for favor, yeah. more so of, hey, we're a group of men looking for opportunity to serve our community. Yes. A, how can we partner with you in doing that? And B, by the way, how we garner some of our opportunity to serve each other and, and build community is to exercise. And, um, you know, would you be open to us using your parking lot one day a week or something to, to, to gather because as a church, I mean, if, if there's, you know, a desire to bring a congregation, especially the men, uh, as you mentioned to it, I would imagine men that go to your church would find a workout at your church more easily, something that they would join into than maybe having yeah. to drive across town or to a different location where they're unsure of exactly where to go and what to do versus, Oh no, we meet right out front here in the parking yeah. lot. And it kind of just makes it easier 
and something that they are already aware of. And you already know some of the guys there, you know, that always makes it easier too. You know, and that's, that's a good selling point for us is we already know so, 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 and so, I mean, come on out and, you know, that, that's a good selling point too. Relationships. That's what that is. I got it. Well, brother, man, I appreciate you uh, just sharing yeah. today about your information and, and your story and kind of your professional perspective on, on some of these things. So um, I, I really do appreciate that, but we're kind of coming up on our time. So I got a couple final questions for you uh, yeah. before I wrap this up. And uh, my first is this, um, if you had to give a man three tips to get them launched on their hunt for wellness, what would those three tips be? First one, we've, we've kind of mentioned it before. It's a, it's a mental game. That's the first battle you have to fight. You know, we can, we can set it a goal all we want. We can say, I'm going to do this all you want. But when you're in the trenches, as we like to call it, when you're struggling, when it hurts, one foot forward. You're, and then again, like I already mentioned, you said, your mind, don't let your mind tell you what you can and can't do. It's all about your heart. And most of us have been given a heart that can push through. And then you'll surprise yourself on what you can actually do. I, I think that's another thing that in F3 that it showed me. Um, and then pick a motivation. You know, my motivation was kids and wife, but then it was also just, I can do this. It's motivating to see progress. So pick your motivation. Don't focus on the struggle, focus on the goal and be, be motivated about that goal. And then I would say, surround yourself with people who encourage you, you know, and if that encouragement might come in different ways, right? It might be get your butt out of bed or they might rag you for not getting up. But it's all encouragement. I would say surround yourself with people who, who notice, who encourage you, who love you, and uh, want to see the best for you. And like we've mentioned, a great place for that is surrounded by a bunch of men in the gloom because that's, they're all on the same mission with you. So those are my three tips for wellness. And that goes for anything, not just physically, but that's anything in life. I mean, they all work in the same way. Yeah, man, I think those are great. And I'm, I'm resonating with all those. So Again, thank you for that. But uh, so I got one more question for you, survey says, uh, but before I ask it, I do officially want to kind of take a few seconds and just acknowledge you for who you are as a leader, um, not only within F3 and your region, but in your community at large and serving, you know, the body of the believers that you have been tasked to shepherd. And, um, you know, I know it's now a small task, uh, especially to juggle a a wife and, and small kids and a family and, you know, the, the F3 responsibility, but really just that big role that you've stepped into um, here in the last year. So uh, kudos to you, man. Keep accelerating. Um, I've had the privilege of working out with you and, and you really bring it in the gloom and, and uh, someone I admire and, and, and appreciate you being part of the packs that I get to see on a somewhat, you know, regular basis, but uh, thank you for that. And then, yeah, um, as far as kind of following up with you, if, if somebody, you know, heard something that really resonated with them, or if they have a desire to kind of reach out to you um, personally, what would be some good channels for them to do that? And how would they do that? Well, the easiest way, email, you know, because I know Slack is kind of different with all regions wearing different things. I would say email, simple is my name, R-Y-A-N at newriver.church, not .com, but .church. And, um, like I said, we're on this life together. It doesn't matter if you're across the country, if you're here in our hometown, let's connect. I'd love to talk you through or, or just hang out with you or, or share correspondence with each other. So anytime. Oh, I appreciate that, man. Now, are you on the nation Slack channel as well or no? Um, I'm not really. I'm just in the F3 one right now. I, 
Honestly, I don't oh, know how to know. use Slack. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to add all these things, but uh, yeah. I'll, I'll meet with you later and you can show me. <laughs> all right. That, that's no, you, you mean just like the Lake Wiley region Slack? Yeah, I'm channel. on the Lake Wiley one. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Okay. And yeah. It's a pretty 700 simple. things. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. We can get you connected on the nation Slack uh, that way. Guys that, typically use that or want to use that, they can reach out to you that way as well. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm an old fashioned email person myself. So uh, I appreciate you uh, sharing that with me. But uh, so my last question for you survey says is, what is your definition of wellness? Wellness, um, it goes, it's everything, mind, spirit, and body. I mean, it it, it encompasses everything, Uh, you know, wellness is one of those terms we like to just focus on the fitness aspect of that but your mind has to be in it your heart has to be in it and your spirit has to be in it and when your body is fully well i think in life you see so many different things change you're able to serve your kids serve your spouse serve the people around you motivate people be involved with people's lives because it's not all about yourself anymore right you're getting you're getting right as we call the get right um, and you can see that and it pours through you in multiple ways so to wellness is to me it's mind body and spirit Thanks for listening to the Hunt for Wellness podcast. Please rate and review our show and be sure to share it with your F3 brothers. As always, we are looking for inspiring stories to share and health experts to interview. So if that's you, please reach out to me at bones at huntforwellness.com, on the nation Slack at bones, or Twitter at HFW podcast. And until next time, this has been Bones guiding the packs of F3 Nation on their hunt for wellness.